0: Welcome to the Mobile Home Park Minute. I'm your host Tyson Cross and in this show we explore all things mobile home park investing. From just getting started and trying to figure things out to the latest news and changes in the affordable housing sector and everything in between. I hope this inspires you to be a more thoughtful, intentional, and successful investor in this space. So thanks for listening and let's get started. Okay, so on this show, I wanna get back into what we were talking about last week, and that was, I got into a little bit about our first park that we bought, why we liked it, what sorts of things we were looking for, how we found it, and uh, I thought I'd go back into that because there were some things I left out. I thought it would be good to talk about and things that I wanted to share that I didn't. So, going back, so it was a 71 space park, outside of Kansas City. When we closed on it, one thing I forgot to mention was there were 19 park-owned homes that came with the park. That is, they were using these as rentals, okay? One of the big debates in the mobile home park space is should I buy a park with park-owned homes or should I buy a park without park-owned homes? Meaning... That all of the tenants or residents as we like to call them all the residents own their own home within the park now there's really two schools of thought on this depending on where you are in certain parts of the country you may find more parks that have homes as rentals or you may find parks that are much more focused on use uh having the homes owned by the residents and a lot of people debate this topic. I think what Frank and Dave teach and many others in the space teach, the benefit of having a mobile home park where everybody owns their own home is thought of as as really the way to go if you are a new investor. However, there are those people that think owning the homes is an advantage. And the advantage is you can get much higher rent. For example, there is a park that I recently looked at in the Northwest and the rents on these homes that are owned by the park, I think there were probably half of the homes in this park owned by the owners of the park and they were renting them out, just as you would an apartment building. They were getting about $1,100 in rent, okay, $1,100 a month. On the flip side of that, the other half that were owned by the residents are getting, they, they were paying about $400 in lot rent. Okay, so there's a big difference there. And the people that advocate for having these homes as rentals argue that you get more money, right? And that's true. When you look at the top line revenue, you can get more money for a rental, but the people that advocate for having the residents on the home argue that that's true. However, you're not factoring in the costs to maintain that home, nor are you considering turnover and any other repairs or items or maintenance that comes up with that home. And so it really just depends on your, your strategy, your business plan, what your, your intent or your goals are. I think both can work. I think the key, if you're going to buy a park that has park-owned homes and you're gonna keep those as rentals, I think the key is understanding what condition those are in, understanding what amount of work will need to happen or take place when you buy the park, And anticipating any any work in the future that's the biggest thing and so if you can do that and you anticipate it and you have a great strategy and rents are very high such as they are sometimes in the Northwest then yeah you can you can make it work but going back to this our our plan is and always has been that we want the residents to own the home you know from a from taking out the financial aspect of the investor uh, aspect and just looking at this from From more of a socioeconomic view, I I would like people to own their own home. I I think there's a lot of benefits in that, right? And I think that homes in the Northwest are actually appreciating, regardless of what you see in the news and what you hear, manufactured housing, or manufactured homes rather, are appreciating. Now, I'm talking post-1978 construction, so what we would call uh, anything after HUD designated that. 1978 was really when they changed manufacturing manufactured housing standards and these homes, really the construction and design of these homes changed. So I'm talking about these homes, newer homes, right? 80s, 90s, 2000s. I do believe that it, it isn't the residents' best interest to own their own home. And so we advocate for that. We really we want people to own their own homes. So that's our business model. So when we bought this first park, it had 19 park owned homes. And our goal was to anybody who wanted to buy their home, we were going to give them that option. Now with the SAFE Act, Frank Dodd Laws, that passed uh, a while ago, and I don't know the specific dates, but they changed the rules and regulations on doing seller financing, okay? So carrying a note for a home. And so what's happened is it's been a shift from Whereas once owners used to carry the note and they would charge high interest rate and they they basically finance the homes to these people a lot lot of people are now doing uh, what's called rent to own and that's what we did and so the, the rent to own program is simple. We assign a value to the home and we essentially sell it to the the resident with zero interest. And it's an additional and then we just break it up over a certain amount of payments So for example, if we sell a home for eight thousand dollars We'll break it up over call it twenty four to thirty six payments We try not to do any rent to own contracts over three years So we'll do twenty four to thirty six months. We'll do rent to own which means you pay call it You know, I don't know what the math is. I don't have a calculator I'm trying to do it right here. So let's say it's an eight thousand dollar home. They put two thousand down and in a lot of cases what we did is we took their deposit and, and maybe a little bit more for a down payment and we applied it to the value of the home. So if they put, you know, $8,000 purchase price, they put thousand dollar down, you have a balance of 7,000, break that out over 24 months. So you, they are paying an additional 291 in rent credit. That's what we call it. And, uh, as, as long as they pay that, Every month on time, without being late. By the end of those twenty-four months, we will deed that home to them. And so that's what we've done. We went around and we asked anybody who wanted to buy their homes. We gave them that that option. We never forced anyone. We just simply said, "Hey, if you'd like to own this home, here's what you know we're willing to do. Here's the plan." And I think we had, you know, maybe fifteen out of nineteen take us up on that. Uh, and then since then, we've we've gotten the remaining residents on that program so we will have all of those homes sold and to our residents within the next two years so that's been a a really huge boost and that was our goal from the beginning i believe the value of parks go up when all of the homes are owned by the residents certainly we, we see values in in the northwest much higher for those types of parks okay And so that was our strategy. We did that. We've we've continued to improve back into it. I mentioned we have a fantastic manager. And uh, on the next show, I want to get back into that and focus on what we did to to get that person in place, what we look for, and really the mechanics of doing that. You know, just as a, a precursor to that, there's really two types of management that you can do. And this goes into a bigger topic, which I think is highly, highly underrated or certainly under-talked about in this industry. You know, people like to say, you're going to make money on the purchase of a property, right? So what they're referring to is making sure you underwrite a property and you buy it at the correct price. Don't overpay for something, okay? So you'll hear people say this, you're going you're gonna to make money on the purchase. You're going to make money when you buy And that's true. But what I think is even more true is you're really going to make money on how you operate the property and operations is such a big, big crucial aspect of owning property that really doesn't get as much attention as it should. It's such a big topic and I am going to spend a ton of time talking about this certainly over multiple episodes. It's one that we can dive into from many different angles and discuss all of the details but I think it's incredibly important and you know you could buy the best asset at the best deal the lowest price and you can still operate that thing into the ground and so in my opinion you really make money on your operations of the, the asset hey thanks for listening if you liked today's episode please share with a friend and if you're feeling extra generous go ahead and leave us a review Also, check out more info at tysondcross.com. And you can find me on LinkedIn as well. Take care.